Embodying holiness is about letting the life of Christ live itself out through our everyday lives. In each episode, we'll talk about the many beautiful ways that we are encouraged and challenged to embody and reflect the characteristics of Christ. We're not perfect, and we're not experts. We're regular people who are seeking to embody holiness in our everyday. So if you don't feel spiritual, if you aren't sure how to grow in holiness, or if you'd just like some company on the journey, then you're in the right place. I'm Lindsay Lewis. I'm Alex Doliak. And I'm Susan Eaton. Thanks for being a part of the community and conversation as we learn how to embody holiness together. Welcome back to our Advent series here on Embodied Holiness. I'm Alex Doliak, and I'm joined with the one and only Susan Eaton this morning. We are here to pick up where we left off on our Advent discussion, uh, where we have been pulling from um, a book called Advent by Tish Harrison Warren, <laughs> uh, which is one of many books in the Fullness of Time series, where they are a group of authors uh, focuses on different times in the church year and just explores different traditions and practices of the seasons of the church calendar. So we are very thankful for this rich work to, to go through. Uh, and I'm a little bit nervous, Susan, about this, this morning's discussion because... Say we're t- more. Yeah, we're talking about, um, we're talking about a <laughs> word that, that gives me uh, anxiety, and uh, it is none other than patience. Mm, mm, the yes. P word. The P word. And around my house, uh, me and my wife, Hannah, don't say patience because uh, the <laughs> Lord gives us opportunities to grow mm. when we do, and um, mm. that's scary. Um, this morning, actually, as I was walking in to late to to be here uh, to talk about uh, Advent, I was led by the hand by my two-year-old son, Noah, uh, and we took about 10 minutes to get into the door because we had to skip over every single crack in the parking lot uh, in order to successfully enter the building. Of so, course you did. I mean, duh. You don't do that every day, Obviously Alex. not, right? If you step on a crack, you break your mama's back. Isn't That's that right? right. It's right. <laughs> That's right. That messed me up for a lot of years as a kid. I could not get that out of my head. Oh, my goodness. Well, I, I love that. It's a perfect intro into what, again, this conversation about patience yes. and waiting because Tish talks about how uh, the Christian life mm. is a long practice in waiting, waiting for God to meet us, waiting for God to grow us, to save us. And ultimately, as we talked about in our mm-hmm. week one of this Advent series, uh, for Jesus to come and right. make all things right, yes. because things are not as they should be. And we feel that in, deeply in so many ways. Mm. And so when we're in that kind of situation and we're aware of the brokenness and the hurt of the world having patience Mm. and waiting can can really be a huge struggle i mean i struggle having patience in all sorts of small insignificant ways so this deeper need to be patient for god to ultimately restore the world Wow. Mm, of course, we're going to struggle with that one. But that's what Advent invites us into. Yes. Let's practice what you're not good at. Right. Let's practice waiting and right. being intentional to be patient. I have to tell you guys that this is very humorous to me that we explored chapter one last week of this book and 
this week, week two, we're talking about patience, but this comes from the conclusion of the book. And she just all but called us out when she says that we want to focus on outcomes. We want to jump to the ending. We want the resolution, the conclusion more than we want to wait. And here I was at the conclusion of the Uh, book. Yes. Like I did that reading this book. I jumped right to the end. She knows us. She she always calls me out every single one of her books. I'm not sure why she's reading my mail Mm -hmm. and how she knows me so well, but uh, Tish has a gift for that. It's it's funny, but you know, we, we are so impatient and, and I love that she says, if patience is a learned habit, so is impatience. Yes. Okay. That one caught me out a hundred percent because wow, Mm -hmm. practicing impatience does seem to be what we're so good at. We have gotten really good at limiting having to wait. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. We just cut waiting out in so many ways in our lives. Because waiting is not efficient, right? And waiting doesn't produce a product that we need to produce for whatever reason. You know, it's a, it's, it, it makes sense. But at the same time, I love this idea of habit because we're mm-hmm. always building habits. So even though Christmas and Advent chaos is... Uh, maybe more chaos than the rest of the year, it's not an exemption from habit building. So Mm. if we aren't really actively practicing patience in the midst of uh, chaos at its height, we're still building bad habits of, or building habits of impatience, Mm -hmm. like she's saying. Mm -hmm. Um, Just as, you know, I'm sitting here, I I love that she, Tish says, if you want an exercise in patience, let a two-year-old put on their own shoes. <laughs> or step on over every... Or step over every crack <laughs> in the parking lot, right? I will say, we don't put on our, our own shoes at the house. I am not that strong, Tish. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but I, it, it is interesting how, you know, if something isn't immediately efficient, then we feel the, the need to intervene and make it so. Um, because parent- everything is instant now. Yes, Everything, And she even says it, this, I just have to read it the way she wrote it. She says, if we are healthy, financially secure and privileged, we can seek to meticulously rid our lives of waiting. Mm. We dwell in an impatient culture. We collectively avoid the hard lessons Mm. found in waiting. And that is so convicting to me that, and I, and I, I talked about privilege in week one, but the more privileged we are, the more, entitled maybe we think we are to having everything resolved immediately right um and god (laughs) sees that there is benefit and there is growth that can only happen when we wait yes for things and that's a hard thing to accept Mm -hmm. many times depending on what it is you're in the middle of. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm going to bring it home for us because I don't know if anybody out there likes Mexican food as much as I do, um, but I love it. And me and <laughs> Hannah pretty much get it at least weekly, probably more. Um, and a couple of weeks ago, I, I was on my way home from, I think it was youth on Sunday night, and I ordered a to-go order You know, on my mm-hmm. way home. I was like, okay, we're going to put in to-go order get there and waited for like 20 minutes and they didn't have the order and they never received it. And so I was angry because I had to wait another like 15, 20 minutes to get the food and finally did get it. 
and finally did enjoy it. But that process was was painful. But what I didn't know was that the the big group that was there before me had terribly like mistreated <gasps> all the staff, and they like had to put all of their staff like trying to f- to fix their order so that they could be happy. Oh, and wow! I completely I didn't know all that until the guy told me that, and I it gave me more perspective. Um, <sighs> I'm not sure how that really relates. No, it's perfect because I think when I grow impatient, there is a sense of entitlement that why should I have to be waiting? Right. And I forget to have the perspective that there are other things going on Mm -hmm. in the world. There are other things going on in other people's lives. There there's other things like in your situation that you are talking about. There were other people who had had a really bad night. Right. And staying in your own world and how this weight was impacting you didn't help you open up to think what might be going on that I'm not aware of. Right. And I think that practice of patience and just taking the pause Mm -hmm. and assessing things and having a new perspective um, is what God is inviting us to and can help us cultivate. I mean, it's not just patience then. It becomes compassion. Mm -hmm. It becomes empathy. And if I can employ those things then maybe that enables me to have more patience. Yes. It's it's an patience is an invitation to, for awareness, I feel like to mm. to other things. It's this doorway that gives yourself the space to not focus on the thing that you're being impatient for and mm-hmm. and to focus on what else is going on. You know mm-hmm. what else is at play here. Mhm. That's a great example. She also gives the example of pregnancy, mm-hmm. which, of course, is perfect for Advent. But she she talks about being pregnant with one of her children while at the same time she was going, not the whole five years. I was going to say at the <laughs> same time she was going through a five-year-long ordination process. She pregnancy. was pregnant for five Woo. years, Alex. No. Lord above. <laughs> she had been through an ordination process. That was five years. And at the end of it, at her ordination, she was great with child <laughs> and so we've got these two pictures actually of her you know waiting and going through the process of being formed to be ordained as a clergywoman and then she also has this experience of a child growing inside of her and yes. she says ask any woman who's ever been pregnant and she'll tell you that she doesn't feel like she's really doing anything that this mm-hmm. there is some aspect of mystery of wonder there is a process taking place that we know nothing about and we cannot control i I can't say we know nothing about it we do know a lot about how children grow in the womb but as (laughs) as the mom it's just happening right the process of growth of formation of a new life, something new that is going to be birthed into the world, it is happening. Mm-hmm. And and you can partner with that. You can eat healthy things and you can, um, you know, what, what we would do, would, we would play Mozart and, you know, put the little headphones on my belly and all of that, all that <laughs> yes. weird stuff. But, you know, you can partner in all those fun ways. But really, there's a process happening that is just happening. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think about waiting What is God forming in the season of waiting that can only be formed while I surrender to that? And I cultivate that practice of really resting with God and and pausing from the busyness, um, pausing from 
I will be happy when this happens. Yes. I lose my contentment if I'm not willing to wait. Mm -hmm. There is so much going on in the present moment. Mm -hmm. So many things that God would love us to awaken to that we miss when we're impatient. Yes, I agree. Mm -hmm. And and we feed we we let ourselves feed into the lie that that waiting for anything is is this waste of time that Tish talks about. I mean, she says like that is that is not it. That is not waiting is not wasted time. It's a formative time like you're saying. Mm-hmm. And there's no better form no better uh, example than pregnancy of that because mm-hmm. it's like you're saying you're submitting and surrendering to a process that's bigger than you and your control of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also just, it, it, it's it's so um, symbolic of, I think, what God desires us to to enter into spiritually and, mm-hmm. and not just not just physically um, in that example. Um, but that's hard to do. That's hard to do. And I oh. feel, yeah, I mm-hmm. mean, I feel like it's almost impossible to ignore the feelings that rage against that, um, that, that the impatience, the anger, the, the feeling like, um, you know, there's so much around you pulling you, Mm. you know, it's like, it's hard to maintain that. And, um, but she says something that I really, I love. Um, she says, give our Lord the benefit of believing that his hand is leading you and accept the anxiety of feeling yourself in suspense and incomplete isn't that great it's beautiful it's it's really beautiful because i think i think she's validating the the tension uh, of of struggling with um this battle for patience when we do feel things that are not Mm -hmm. that um Mm -hmm. and i think that says something about us it's it's accepting something about us that that, we don't want to accept right i i don't want to accept when things are not right. And I don't think it's an acceptance of just get used to it and like it. No. You know, no. it's it's acceptance in this aspect of I'm willing to be patient. And as she says, trust in the slow work of God. Yes. That there is a work happening. Right. We are not left alone. We are not abandoned. It is just a slow work of God. Mm-hmm. And, and things that are slow works often have the most beautiful and impactful results. Yes. Don't they? Absolutely. And I think I just think back to our last discussion last week on on those O antiphones and this, mm-hmm. these cries of, of people for God in these specific ways and needs. And sometimes the distance between the cry and and the the answer, I don't like the word answer, but response of, of God yeah. can be long and, you know, isn't that what Advent is all about? I mean, mm-hmm. the, sometimes the the waiting is is a long waiting, and I think that's something that um, is important to to notice and and I guess accept mm-hmm. when when needed. Mm-hmm. No, that is so true. It is so true. Um, somewhere in her chapter, she used the word meantime. I think I'm looking at it right now. Um, until then, we live each minute of our lives between Jesus' first advent in the nativity and his final advent. Until then, we dwell in liminality, what a word, mm. in the meantime. And as soon as I read that word meantime, I I had this thought, waiting can seem like a mean time. Yes. Like it's it's mean 
for you to make me wait. And I can view God as not caring about me. And why Mm. are you so mean, God, that you wouldn't deliver me right now, Mm -hmm. that you would have me stay in, in this situation and that you would ask me to remain in the tension of incompleteness, the suspense of it all, mm-hmm. and the the ache of being yeah. incomplete. And But we're not simply incomplete, as in left undone or abandoned to it. We're in the process of being made, mm. being made new, yes. and of something new and beautiful coming forth out of this fertile ground of waiting. Right. Yeah. I, I, that's beautiful, first of all. I mean, that is, that is just the entire story of the gospel. And I just think, I think of, I think of, like, if I think about what, what the Bible would look like, the story of God and his people would look like without the seasons of waiting. I mean, think about the promise of, of, of a savior from Genesis. I mean, from the very beginning mm. to the New Testament. Mm. I mean, how much would we miss if we didn't have the stories of God and his people waiting mm. for, for, for what God had promised to mm. come? Because like that is a vital part of the story, so much so that it's like half of the story. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's so much of it. So it's, I don't think that's something that is specific to Scripture. I, I think it also is, is something that, that, that tells us, hey, God uses um, that that liminal space. God uses the waiting space to to really show you something about yourself mm. and Him. So it's like how, that's the key. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like the whole story of Scripture is is a, a revelation of who God is. So how do if we say that's a living story, how does that story take shape in our life? And how are we being educated on more of God? Mm. Um, that's hard. Mm-hmm. That's hard to see, and it's hard to find, especially um, in drive-throughs and uh, Christmas parties. <laughs> it's just me. Maybe it's just me. I don't know. But I, I like both of those. It's a revelation of who I am, and a revelation of who God is, mm. and that self-awareness aspect of of my own flaws, my own. <laughs> My my character limitations, mm-hmm. uh, my my willingness to practice impatience more than my willingness to practice patience. Mm-hmm. You know, I need to be aware of those things. If I'm not aware, I can't acknowledge and confess and bring it to God yes. again, uh, like we have said already, and um, invite God into that space. And right. then when I see myself for who I am, and I see my God for who He is, and how He still loves me. And embraces me mm-hmm. and says, I'm here with you in the waiting. I'm mm-hmm. not abandoning you until you get yourself together. I am here with you mm-hmm. right now in your brokenness, in, in your limitations, in your your flaws, in your weaknesses, in the midst of the circumstances that you have no control over. I am with you. Mm-hmm. And that will give you the strength to wait and to be patient because, again, I am trusting the slow work of God. Yeah. So my emphasis is no longer on slow, but it is on he is working. Yeah. And he's got to do it right. And he's got to take the time that he needs. Again, 
this book is in a series called The Fullness of Time right. series. And I want my right now time more than I want the fullness mm-hmm. of God's time. And so maybe this Advent season for week two, our emphasis um, can be to ask ourselves this question, where very specifically in what way do I need to practice patience? Where mm-hmm. do I need to acknowledge that I'm practicing impatience? Right. And how can I begin to practice patience? Mm. It may also be um, how can I, you know, just be aware of how God is working? Maybe even journaling some things out. I see God working in this way, in this person, in this circumstance, through, you know, this event or whatever. Right. Um, maybe those are two things. How can I practice patience and where do I see God working? Yeah. I think that's a great, this is a great time of year to, to let ourselves stop and, and kind of deal with, with those questions. I, I think of, and she talks about this, Tish talks about this in, in the conclusion, but she talks about how um, the, the, the journey of time, you know, with, with physically for us uh, kind of forces us to slow down. Um, mm. The older we get, the, the slower we get, and the pace changes in our lives. And I, I, I think about that um, in my own life, but also for the people that have shaped me, the older, much wiser mm. people in my life that, um, you know, if I'm going to go spend some time with, I, I'm going to slow down because that's their pace. Mm-hmm. And they are typically the pillars of wisdom that pour into me um, in a way that none others do or have. Mm. And um, I just think that is uh, a good reminder in, in the face of busy schedules where we pride ourselves in productivity and hectic lives and mm. doing all the things, um, you know, Fight for the space to to manage your own pace. Fight for the space to to slow down and and engage with the process of patience. Because um, if we just hurry our way through it, we'll only learn in retrospect and and instead of the present moment. And I just there's there's a there's a wisdom um, from the older folks in our lives that that we should learn now mm-hmm. and, and not wait until our bodies tell us what our souls are craving Mm. and if you need some practice just get in your car and drive through holiday shopping traffic Mm -mm, no sir but it's practice Mm -mm. alex you're going to practice we don't say it we don't say the word (laughs) i told you we don't say it (laughs) just just remind me of that when i'm walking back across the parking lot this afternoon with noah hopping over the cracks i will i will well happy advent everyone and it is our hope and prayer that you will practice patience and trust the slow work of God this season. Amen to that. Thanks for joining us today on the Embodied Holiness Podcast. You can find out more by following us on Facebook or Instagram at Embodied Holiness or by visiting our website at embodiedholiness.com. Embodied Holiness is a ministry of Parkway Heights United Methodist Church in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. If you're looking for a community where you can find belonging, we would love to meet you and welcome you to the family. You can find out more on our website at parkwayheights.org.